Uh, I, I, am I audible? Okay, thank you. Thank you for leading us thus far and thank you for uh, giving notices, Brother Vio. Uh, we are almost, you know, come to the last phase of our this year. Uh, just two more months to go. This is the last week of uh, this month, the last Sunday of this month. How time flies. You know, God has, you know, great plans for each one of us. Today we are going to see his plan unfolding in our lives in a very new and refreshing way. Uh, before I read the scriptures, you know, briefly, I would like to you know, uh, talk something about uh, trust, trust in God. You know, how many of you have seen bungee jumping? Jump, bungee jumping, yeah, okay. I'm going to ask you questions, so I want your response. You know, we have not been there, of course, you know, uh, but I would love to watch them. Bungee jumping, if you're not aware of it, it's, it's, it's a, a jump from a high cliff or a high uh, building, uh, more than 300, 300 feet, uh, uh, meter above. You know, you are pushed down or you are voluntarily jumping down uh, but your legs are tied to a thick cord, in you know, an elastic cord. As you come down with a great force, the elastic cord keeps you, you know, hanging and, and pulls you out, up. You know, it's very dangerous. It looks very, very scary. Uh, but people who have done, done it, you know, they love it. They say it, it's, this is the best, you know, adventure sport we can ever think of. You know, your adrenal uh, uh, rush is the highest when you come down and hit and you know pull back if you ask those people who are doing that jump if you ask them where do you put your trust you know whom do you trust when you do this you know possibly they will say you know they are not going to say the company which is organizing this adventure sport or the building on which i am going to stand or they are going to put their trust on this little cord i mean that strong cord on this, on that cord, their life will be hanging. They are going to put their trust on the cord, not on the trainer, not on the equipment, not on anything else, but just on the cord. You know, we all put our trust on different things and different situations. Whenever you fly in the aircraft, you know, I, I put my trust on the pilot, you know, he's going to land safe, uh, you know, land safely somewhere in my destination. How many of you have traveled in a night bus, you know, interstate night bus from here to Shimla or Dharamshala or any other, you know, longer, more than 12 hours, you know, in the middle of the night, if you get up and look around, all the passengers will be sleeping, but one person will be driving you across. Who is he? The driver. We put our trust on this person. He was going to drive us out and take us safely to the other end. Likewise, you know, if I ask, some of you today, where do you put your trust? If I ask a Christian, a church-going person, where do you put your trust? He will simply say, I, I, brother, I trust on my God. I trust on my God. That's what is expected of from a Christian. Uh, I'm going to make a statement here. If you agree with me, give me a thumbs up. If you have a difference of opinion, maybe you can put it in the chat box. And the statement goes like this, merely saying that I trust in God is easy, but living according to that is tough. I repeat, merely saying 
that I trust in God is easy, but living according to that is tough. Right? So all of you agree, you know, it's tough. Uh, it's easy to say, but it's very tough to, you know, put all our trust on God. Even believers fail at times. Today we are ending our series, Disappointment and Hope. Uh, Brother Vijay uh, briefed, you know, gave a good introduction about disappointment and hope. In the first part we learned, when God seems distant, we must call to him and trust in this unfailing love, which was beautifully brought out by Brother Sanjay from Psalm 13. And last week, Pastor Michael uh, shared from the word of God on the topic, how to cope with disappointments. Uh, he, you know, narrated from the life of Apostle Paul. Today we are going to see the outcome of trusting our God. The outcome of trusting our God. Uh, I'm going to you know, refer the book of Jeremiah. The title for today's message is given as Trusting Your Roots for Bearing Fruits. Trusting Your Roots for Bearing Fruits. Why I took uh, the book of Jeremiah? Because this, this topic, this theme can be found in any book in, a, in the Bible. But I've chosen this with a purpose. Jeremiah is one of the major prophets. I want to take you back to the, uh, you know, few centuries, few, you know, back. Jeremiah was one of the major prophets, you know, who lived in kingdom of Judah, Jerusalem, during one of its prosperous time. And the people were very happy. Uh, a lot of business activities were going on. Uh, uh, but during that you know, time, Israelites were, even though they were economically very prosperous, but they were spiritually bankrupt. They were not doing well in their spiritual life. Even after three, 400 years of slavery, you know, they were miraculously led by the Lord and through the ups and downs, and they have reached the promised land. Even they occupied the land with full of milk and honey. They failed to honor their savior, creator and the redeemer. They were putting their trust on so many other things, so many other worldly things like idols, inherited property, so on and so forth. So God sent prophets like Jeremiah, who was very bold, he was courageous. He was, you know, talking to them with boldness. He was warning the Israelites of the forthcoming misery in their lives. They were forewarning them about the imminent danger, disaster, which is going to strike through the invading king, a Chaldean king named Nebuchadnezzar, who would inflict great misery on the people of Judah. And also he predicted the demolition of Jerusalem and the people would be taken as exiles to Babylon. They were corrupt and idolatry society. Through Jeremiah, a call of repentance, repentance was given. That's why, you know, uh, the entire chapter, Jeremiah is telling, you know, convicting the Israelites about their failures in their life. That's why he's called weeping prophet. You know, throughout this uh, book, he's talking, he's bringing out all the miseries, all the, you know, bad things which are going to happen. That's why Jeremiah is called a weeping prophet because of his style of writing and hard hitting words while warning people. If you see Jer the chapter one, of Jeremiah, Jeremiah was called with a purpose. It is mentioned here very clearly. It is mentioned, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, I set you apart, I appointed you as a prophet 
so he was called by god with a specific purpose of convicting convicting israelites about their failures about their sins the rest of the chapters you know it's full of warning and uh, how does this message applicable to you and me the book of jeremiah does it make any relevance in our life in the present day time that's what we are going to see and uh, because i would like to say the present world as rebellious as sinful as the israelites were during jeremiah's time so today's portion is taken from uh, uh, the chapter 17 uh we are going to dwell uh, verses 5 to 8 kindly turn with me in your bibles jeremiah chapter 17 i'm uh, verse 5 to 8 to give a context to the portion what we are going to see i'm going to read from chapter verse 1 till 10 okay i'm going to read jeremiah chapter 17 uh, all of you may open your bible and turn to jeremiah 17 listen to me very carefully because uh, we are going to dwell on a subject which is going to speak to us speak to each one of us and at the end of the sermon i'm sure god is going to bless this time judas sin is engraved with an iron tool inscribed with flint point on the tablets of their hearts and on the horns of their altars even the children remember their altars and asherah Ashera poles beside the spreading trees and on the high hills my mountain in the land and your wealth and all your treasures i will give away as plunder together with your high places because of sin throughout your country through your own fault you will lose the inheritance i gave you I will enslave you to your enemies in a land you do not know for you have kindled my anger and it will burn forever This is what the Lord says cursed is the one who trusts in man who depends on flesh for his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord he will be like a bush in a wasteland he will not see prosperity when it comes he will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives but blessed is the man who trusts in the lord whose confidence is in him he'll be like a tree planted by the water and sends out its roots by the stream it does not fear when heat comes its leaves are always green it has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure who can understand it i the lord search the heart and examine the mind to reward a man according to his conduct according to what his deeds deserve let's pray let us commit this time in god's hand gracious heavenly father we come into your presence you speak to us today this morning open our hearts and our minds we are not perfect lord at times we fail to put our trust on you we fail to follow your precepts your laws yet you are so gracious this morning as sinners as failures we stand before your throne of grace as we are going through this passage which is given to us through your prophet jeremiah or help us to understand it and also apply it in our life thank you speak to us in jesus precious name we pray amen
today's portion uh, what we have read today you know the verse one is talking about sin of judah you know it's very strong written words judah's sin is engraved with an iron stool inscribed with flint point these are the people who were called by god as promised people the blessed people and now jeremiah is saying very hard hitting words you know about their failures about their sin you know this passage is talking about two analogies there are two types of people in this passage though those who put the trust on man another set of people put their trust on god in other words the first set of people are called cursed people the second set of people are called blessed people it's our wish it's our natural desire that we belong to the second category of people so the first point we are going to see today is it's given in the notice sheet also but uh, i would like to say misplaced trust and fruitlessness it's taken from the same chapter 5 and 6 misplaced trust and fruitlessness the warning starts with you know this is what the lord says verse 5 thus said the lord the king james version says that this is what the lord says cursed is the one who trusts in man who draws strength from mere flesh very strong words who are these cursed people we we feel say when we say we don't belong to this category but i want my dear brothers and sisters to think where do we exactly belong do we belong to the first category or the second category where do we put our trust it seems all church going christians you know belong to the second category because all others are belong to the first category but if you ask any church going christians whether he trusts god he will say emphatically yes we are trusting in god same is the case with everyone but saying is different than believing than doing as i said in the in the statement many people said it's very easy to say that i trust god but in practical ways do we really trust god it's it's very difficult we fail to trust god at times even when i was you know sitting and writing my sermon it came out strongly that i should put my trust in god rather than my ability to read grasp and deliver you know we all think you know we can do a better job we can speak god has blessed us but you know even big preachers we are very you know, lay people in the church but even the big the, the renowned speakers at times they put their trust on themselves and their ability to speak those who are born in christian homes go to church every week attend all the bible studies and prayer meetings but my dear brothers and sisters still still they can be cursed if she or he does not put their trust in god when that matters jeremiah is addressing to the israelites you know what was what was their situation they were very religious they were offering their sacrifices they were keeping all the sabbath laws reading the scriptures reciting the psalms and going through all the rituals but still jeremiah wants them of god's wrath why did he do that you know they were good good people they were doing all sorts of things which are written in the scriptures but jeremiah is saying jerusalem will be devastated very soon 
he calls most of them were cursed we may say lord i attend all church services attend all the cell group meetings prayer meetings gospel meetings bible studies i want to ask you and ask myself can these activities save us from wrath of god the verse 5 says he depends on flesh for his strength the cursed man depends on flesh for his strength uh, when the lockdown started you know many of us witnessed this many people you know they were in on all the shopping places you know daily needs and other you know uh, departmental stores there were people running you know they were stocking things buying lot of things and they want to stock it for a long time anticipating you know it's lockdown is going to last longer than they uh, you know, expect they bought everything and uh, at that point of time they put their trust on the money power you know they can have money they can you know stock things which will you know take them through the difficult period but there are stories you know uh, the people who perished and even people who had a lot of money bank balance they thought they will be able to get access to the best of medical care available in the city but there are stories that even the richest and the elitist elitist of the society have perished and could not escape from the pandemic it happened to one of my friends who was very rich and sadly he was not given a proper medical care at that particular time when it was required even one of the well known cardiologist based in chennai he lost his wife you know he runs one of the best hospitals in the city he could not you know take care of his wife with all the money all the medical facilities all the doctors who were available at his disposal the pandemic has taught you know taught us many hard lessons yes many of us put our trust on man on ourselves and on flesh even though even i thought you know if government fails to pay me will uh, will my savings take me through for some time you know we ha- all had this problem you know can we call this putting our trust on ourselves on our ability or uh, at momentarily we you know stray away from god's presence and telling uh, no, no the situation is very alarming it's foolishness to keep on praying but also uh, it's wise to prepare ourselves for the worst the scripture says you know when we read further down those people the cursed people are like bush in the wastelands and dwells in the past places in the desert have you seen a bush have you seen a bush i'll, I'll just share a small uh, clip is it visible yeah you can see a small uh, depiction of a bush you can see all around it's all empty places all you know wasteland there is no chance of any water any river there is no any sustenance there is no there are no trees around you know even at very far places you can't see any tree there is no vegetation but there is some some kind of a bush standing out there and uh trying to live alive you know trying to survive in that condition mm, this is the you know that that is the picture he is trying to portray he is like a bush in a wasteland 
So they look sick, they, they don't uh, get proper nourishment, their roots may not grow deep into the soil. These plants remain in that condition for long. Jeremiah says that this is the condition of a cursed man. This is the condition of a cursed man. The next verse is talking about his heart turns away from God. His heart turns away from God. These are the characteristic of a person who is cursed according to Jeremiah, according to God, because this is the direct message from God. His heart turns away from God. Even if he experiences <clears throat> such a situation, we have, you know, come across many times such situation. Even I fail, I feel at times I have, you know, strayed away from presence of the Lord momentarily. Uh, when I take things in my hands and try to handle myself uh, instead of seeking God's help and trusting on his providence, turning our hearts away from God. The very famous, you know, very popular, all the uh, yeah, children know uh, about this memory verse, which is given in Proverbs 3, 5, 1, 6. It says, see, all of you know, trust in the Lord with all your hearts and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Okay, here I want to mention here, all your heart, all your ways. That means complete, not a, even a small scope for any ambiguity here. In all our ways, in our daily life, in our workplace, in our personal life, in our family life, we have to acknowledge him. That means keeping on trusting God. That means complete surrender. If our church membership tithes, good work, charity, and if all this can't save us, then why did Jesus came, come down from heaven? Does it make any sense? The scripture says that it is possible to do all these things while having our hearts turned away from God, not focusing on God. The scripture says in Matthew 7, 23 to 24, 22 and 23. This is a direct message given by Lord Jesus Christ. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your, in your name driven out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers. My brothers and sisters, you know, are we happy in doing what we are doing right now? Are we content in the ministry work, the giving, and all our you know, good, 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 godly work we are performing? We hope you know, we don't come into that category when Jesus Christ, when he comes down, he's going to say, I never knew you. Away from me, evildoers. What a strong words. Okay, uh, the next uh, uh, characteristic of uh, uh, this uh, plant is they will not see prosperity when it comes as they have planted themselves in such a parched desert salty land even prosperity comes to the land in the form of rains or good climate the nature of the bush will not change because they are rooted in that place the surroundings are such they cannot grow beyond a point can we examine our hearts today if we see some of these characteristics are found in us let us confess and ask for forgiveness when we give our life to our Savior, commit ourselves to follow him, acknowledge him in all our ways, then what happens? We will become a blessed man. You know, we'll move to the next second part, 
the magnificent trust and fruitfulness it's taken from verse 7 and 8 magnificent trust and fruitfulness in contrast the blessed man is the one who trusts in the lord whose confidence is in him come what may the confidence of the blessed man is unshakable and complete a beautiful picture is painted here about a blessed man he's like a tree planted by the water the tree planted by the water is always fresh lush green and grows big just a, a, a i'm going to share the screen so that you'll just a second. yeah can you see this tree such a uh, beautiful huge tree spread you know in all corners uh, the 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 trunk is so broad healthy the branches out you can imagine the depth of the fruit, uh, roots of this comp this particular tree it, and also you can see a water body behind this scene you know it has all the nourishment it has all the uh, required uh, minerals for it to grow tree planted next to the stream and sends its roots by the stream that's what it's mentioned in uh, verse 7 sends its root by the stream because of the roots are going so deep and spread well even in time of uh, times of uh, storm the tree stand stands firm the secret of its health lies down below may not be visible to our eye everything is happening behind the scene under the ground you know it brings out the sustenance and sends out up to the branches to the leaves you know when i was a child a student in in school in in a botany class the teacher used to bring a plant um, a water plant kept in a glass ball with water it's looking fresh nice and uh, the teacher will put a few drops of blue ink into the water you know after some time the the leaves and the veins on the leaves will turn to blue have you gone uh, across that uh, small experiment the science exp experiment so what does the root does you know it takes out and brings it to the rest of the parts of the plant the same method uh, uh, when the uh, when the israel country was born the land was like a, it's like a chambal river valley there was no vegetation it's a very wasteland completely useless you know but they have done a great and marvelous thing they have invented something called you know drip irrigation they felt that drip irrigation was you know built on the uh, 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 the principles given in the bible the root needs water even if, even if you don't find water anywhere on the surface if you sense constant water source to the root the tree or the plant looks healthy the blessed man is like that tree very strong will be always prepared to meet any challenge because of its root or in right places he puts his trust on god and uh, the next characteristic of a healthy man a blessed man is does not fear when heat comes and its leaves are always green in the hot summer the water moisture on the leaves get evaporated to, due to the heat but the root keeps sending water up 
for the leaves to stay green. A blessed man does not get weary, exhausted when trouble comes. He gets his strength from God. In him, he is rooted. Dear brothers and sisters, we do we come across some you know, difficult times and try to be always fresh because our resource, our sustenance is rooted in God's word, in God's wisdom. And the next characteristic of a blessed man, it has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. This tree does not suffer in the drought conditions because the root is running deep and getting its resources required for survival. The roots gather the sustenance required and sends it up to the stem, branches, leaves, etc. The tree continues to give fruits. The roots can tap the resources required not only for the survival and also to produce fruits in worse situation. Year of drought, it is mentioned here, it will stay fresh in year of drought. Does it sound familiar, year of drought? If I ask you in your lifetime, did you come across a particular year there was a drought? Yeah, 2020 is like a year of drought. Nothing moved. You know, the whole ecosystem of economy came down crashing. Everything, all the business activities came to a halt. Many of us were going through the real suffering, and this is the time uh, we need to trust God. We learned so many things, you know, how to stay connected with one another, how to spend time more in prayer, how to read scripture. You know, God has taught us. The year of drought had made us strong because many of us are rooted with our God. Even though if you go through the trials and temptations, they may not be immediate. Even though there are, there are no immediate visible relief and hardship, but the abundance of grace, grace of God, to withstand the hardness was with us. We can testify in God's faithfulness during this time. Many of us were kept secure. Our trust and our spiritual depth will enable us to sail through this time of drought and bear fruit even at this adverse time. God called each one of us as blessed people. Now you tell me, are we belong to the blessed people or the cursed people? Each one of us are blessed people. We should ob absorb the spiritual nourishment available through various avenues, you know, all around us, especially in the church and the Bible studies, the messages we get to hear and all the other spiritual activities which will make us strong in our faith and stand firm. If you are feeling, you know, we are shaky at times in our trust, that means something wrong in our roots. Examine the roots. That's what Apostle Paul, who went through a lot of, you know, hardship, a lot of misery, he kept on, you know, encouraging the people around, wherever he went, whether it's Ephesian church, Colossian church, or Philippian church, please be rooted. You know, when he was writing to Ephesian church, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Ephesians 3, 17, 18. He's saying, please be rooted and be established in Christ's love. When you do imagination which is very wide it is very long 
it's high and deep if you want to know god's love during the time of trouble if you want to get rooted in god's wisdom come close to him and in psalm 1 chapter 1 2 and 3 says you know there are certain things which will make you strong in your root he's saying but whose delight is in the law of the lord and who meditates on the law day and night so this is the person he'll be like a tree planted by the streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither whether whatever they do prosper so meditate on the book of the law of god and delight in the law of lord which will make us strong and one more um, uh, characteristic characteristic of um, uh, this tree never ceases to give fruit the man who puts his trust on god has his constant supply of resources which keeps him spiritually fresh and be connected with the one who is the provider of all resources because we are connected with the source the surroundings will not bother us you know never cease to give fruit this is the kind of a tree we want to have in our mind because we are connected to the source of all the resources will continue to give fruit irrespective of the situation irrespective of our surroundings the tree planted by the river never ceases to give fruit the fruit is the out word manifestation of our inner strength the fruit is the outward manifestation of our inner strength but where do we get our strength from we can get our strength from our god jesus christ explains in his own words john chapter 15 5 we all know if a man remains in me and i in him he will bear much fruit the blessed man never ceases to give fruit because he is connected with his creator are we producing fruit in our lives my dear brothers and sisters are there any you know measurable uh, indicator in our life verifiable indicator in our life whether our roots are connected to the source the resource which is given by god and our fruits are evident for others to say to get encouraged some of us are facing difficulty in trusting god i'm sure it's not easy you know preaching a message on trust on god is very easy but it's very very difficult some of us are having the struggle you know we all struggle in our faith we all face difficulties and problems shall we place our weaknesses and struggles before our god and savior today and ask him to make our roots firm so that we will be unshakable and we will be able to lean on him always irrespective of our situation you know paul i want to quote paul again apostle paul for i have learned to be content whatever the circumstances i have known what is to be in need i know what is to be what is to have plenty i have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation whether we well fed or hungry whether living in plenty or in want i can do all things through christ who strengthens me philippians 4 11 to 13 whatever may be the situation the strength comes from christ you know when we depend on him we'll be able to overcome 
whatever may be the situation, whatever the problem, the drought we come across, the fruitlessness, when we lack the resources, God is going to strengthen us. We have to plant ourselves in a well-watered ground as a close. I want to encourage each one of us, each one of you. We have to plant ourselves in a well-watered ground. How do we do that? If you do that, you know, our roots can get the enough sustenance and nourishment. There are some practical tips, you know, just I leave with you some tips here before I close. There are some practical suggestions, uh, how to stay fresh, how to get rooted. Spend more time personally in reading the word. Spend more time one-to-one -one with God in reading the word. Spend more time in prayer with God and be in fellowship with the believers. You know, they can encourage one another at times of need and uh, to get spiritual nourishment and seek spiritual help. Don't stay away. In case we are going through problems, seek someone's help, seek guidance. And lastly, contribute whatever God has given to you, the, your time, talent, resources to build up the brothers and sisters who are around you, the church, the larger family God has given to you. May God help each one of us to grow in him stronger during these hard times.